Week two of the 2022 college football season is upon us, and week one was great, had a lot of great matchups, but honestly, I think this week two slate is even better. Got a lot of picks, a lot of leans that I like here for Saturday's card, so let's jump right into it. travels to Texas in what is one of the most anticipated games here for week two both these teams started off week one with wins Alabama comes into this game as the second overall team in the hot to bet power ranking Texas is the 14th overall team for Alabama they had absolutely no trouble against Utah State in that week one matchup ended up winning that game 55 to 0 and if we're being completely honest Nick Saban could have put up however many points he wanted in that game I mean they didn't even score in the fourth quarter it's Alabama. They're going to put up points. Really nothing new coming out of that side of things. But Texas also had a big victory in week one, a 52 to 10 victory over UL Monroe. And, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, is looking to, to you know, have a great second season. And one way to certainly boost that would to be would be to get a win over his old boss in this one. Obviously, Quentin Ewers takes over as the Texas quarterback this season, um, had a good showing in that week one matchup, 225 yards from him and two touchdowns on top of that not to mention b john robinson at running back 71 yards rushing and a touchdown from him and you obviously can't talk about texas without mentoring xavier worthy one of the best receivers in the nation this season and overall texas is a very talented offense a team that can certainly put up some points and i think sarkeesian is going to try and show that here against alabama but Alabama is Alabama, and they're equally as good on the offensive side of things. Obviously, Bryce Young coming back, trying to make it back-to-back -back Heismans, and he put on a heck of a show in that week one game. Only threw for 195 yards, but was still able to put five touchdowns on the board in that game. Not to mention, he led Alabama in rushing with 100 yards and a rushing touchdown as well. Overall, Bama had no trouble moving the ball week one. 559 total yards of offense. The offensive line pass protection really looks like it's even stepped up from where it was last year and it was solid last year as well um, but defensively I think Alabama and, and how the defense plays is really the the biggest question mark going into this game and, and how will it affect Texas in this game obviously they're a strong strong defense once again I mean they didn't allow any points last week um, undoubtedly you know against Texas it's going to be a little bit harder story but you know Alabama is the better team going into this matchup there's no doubt about that um, but Texas has talent. Texas has playmakers. And at home, I think Texas is able to keep this one close. Now, I'm not going to say Texas is back or anything crazy um, at that. But at some point in this game, I think Texas is going to have a big pass, a big play, something that deflates the Bamba defense just a little bit and gives them enough momentum, not necessarily to win this game, but to stay in this game, to keep this game close and to keep it under 20 points. I really don't think Bamba's going to run away with this one. Um, and even though 90% of the public you know, is on Bama in this game I'm fading the public in this one I think Bama struggles to run away with this game I think Texas is able to keep it close at least within the number so I'm taking Texas plus to 20 and a half at minus 114 here against Alabama now, the next game I want to look at is perhaps my favorite game of the day, which is a strange thing to say, but Colorado taking on Air Force. Colorado comes into this one as the 89th overall team in the hot to bet power rankings. Air Force is the 58th overall team. And I say this is one of my favorite games because if you've watched any of the live streams this season, you know I love this Air Force team. I'm on their season win total over, um, and I really just think they're a solid team. They looked very, very strong in week one against Northern Iowa, won that game 48-17. to 17. Colorado came out hot against 
TCU um, was able to keep it close in the first half, but just absolutely fell apart in the second half. Couldn't stop the TCU offense. Ended up losing that game 38 uh, to 13. Colorado really just needs to do a better job moving the ball in this game. I mean, quarterbacks JT Shrout finished week one fairly strong. I mean, 348 yards passing is not a bad stat line, but only found the end zone one time, and it wasn't until a minute and 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter that this Colorado team was able to find the end zone. Really just not did not adjust at all in the second half offensively, and their defense, which showed up in the first half, just fell apart in the second half. We look over to the Air Force team. I mean, obviously, it's a team that's going to be very, very run heavy. They were able to put up 582 rushing yards in their week one game. Running back Brad Robinson led the way at running back with 114 yards and one touchdown. And, you know, there's no denying the fact that they are just absolutely loaded, stacked in the running back room, as all service academies <laughs> tend to be. Um, but a large part of the Air Force success, I think, this season will be dependent on that offensive line. They did a very, very good job um, in that week one game. And if this offense can limit the turnovers, um, I think they're going to be in great shape. Not to mention their defense did a good job forcing turnovers against Northern Iowa. Had huge, two huge takeaways in that game. And if they're able to pressure this Colorado offense, force some takeaways, I think they're going to be in great gate shape. I mean, Colorado is a team that I wasn't high on going into the season. They really disappointed me in week one. Air Force is a team that I was very high on going into the season who absolutely balled out in week one. And will we see Colorado play a little bit better in this game? Maybe. But I think these are two teams going in opposite directions. And, you know, there's a reason that Air Force is favored or projected to be favorites in every single game this season. They're a really, really strong team. They run the ball so, so well. And I don't think they have any problem blowing the doors off of Colorado here. So I'm taking Air Force minus 17 and a half at minus 110 here against Colorado. Next, we head to Iowa City as Iowa State goes to take on Iowa. Both these teams finish week one with the win. Iowa State comes into this game as the 11th overall team in the hot Tibet power rankings. Iowa is the 21st overall team. And even though Iowa got the win in week one, Boy, did it take everything they have. End up winning 7-3, to three, which is an interesting number, especially against South Dakota State. Um, and obviously even more interesting when you dive into it. You have two safeties and all of that. But people have been harping on that all week. Don't really need to get into that game um, you know, too much. As far as Iowa State went, a huge win over SEMO. Again, you know, it's SEMO. It's not going to be um, <laughs> super impressive. But a 42-10 win was a great start for their season. Hunter Deakers had a really good start for this Iowa State team. 293 yards for him, four touchdowns as well. Brock at running back was solid as well, 103 yards. Xavier Hutchinson had a huge game at wide receiver, um, catching 128 yards um, of those passes, and he made up three of those touchdowns as well. So overall, an Iowa State offense that is very, very strong, very, very solid. Um, their offensive line looked very good, didn't give up any sacks in that game, and I really think it's an offense that will continue to improve for Iowa State. The Iowa offense, on the other hand, is couldn't get anything going. I mean, they had 116 total yards of offense in week one. Spencer Petrus really needs to find out or get this team going. He has to do something. This team just did nothing in, in week one. Um, going up against a rival in Iowa State, you know, certainly are going to, you know, be more up to play. Going to be looking at this game. Maybe they were looking ahead um, in that week one matchup. LaShawn Williams is another guy um, that I need to see more out of for this Iowa team. But um, I mean, really, the most important part for this Iowa offense 
is they got to find the end zone. They got to find a way to score points. I mean, the really only high point for this Iowa squad last week was the defense. You know, only giving up three points. We're able to force two safeties. You can't rely on a defense to show up like that every week, especially against a team like Iowa State. And defensively for Iowa State, they do need to improve against this Iowa squad. I mean, even though they only gave up 10 points last week, there were some things that, um, you know, went their way and were able to, to you know, to keep the game low. But that could have got out of hand um, if they weren't careful defensively. They just need to do a better job forcing turnovers. But overall, I like what I saw from the Iowa State offense last week. I think roster wise, they have the better team. It's whether or not they're going to show up against Iowa. We all know this rivalry. It's, you know, been dominated by Iowa um, for the most part. Obviously, though, the Iowa offense needs to show up better. I think they struggle to score against this Iowa State defense. So I'm taking Iowa State plus three and a half at minus 105 here against Iowa. Now, this next game is probably not an interesting one to a whole lot of people, but Akron taking on Michigan State is very interesting to me. Akron comes into this game as the 128th overall team in the hot tip of power rankings. Michigan State is the 16th overall team. And something you don't get to say about Akron too often is they're undefeated coming into this game. Started out week one with the win. It took overtime, but they got the win over St. Francis PA 30 to 23. Michigan State, on the other hand, looked very good against Western Michigan, ended up winning 35 to 13. Really did a good job hanging on to that game and pulling away late. And if you watched the videos last season, you know Michigan State was a team that I absolutely love to bet on. I took the over in that game last week. Didn't quite get that one. Um, but I'm on Michigan State here in this game. Mel Tucker really has proven to me at this point that he is a good head coach. I don't care what anyone else is going to say about him. He has this Michigan State team cooking. And even though they lost Kenneth Walker, um, you know, Broussard and Booger um, both did a pretty good job at running back in that first game. Not to mention Peyton Thorne and Jalen Reed are a great duo from last season that I expect to see more out of as the season goes on and they return a great offensive line from last season so overall on the offensive side of things michigan state is not hurting by any means akron on the offensive side of things led by dj irons at quarterback um, had a decent game in week one 286 yards and two touchdowns granted against an fcs school Maybe you would have expected a little bit more out of that, especially coming in as 17-point favorites. But overall, offensively, they're a kind of a whatever team. Really need to do a better job moving the ball, though. I mean, even though they got the win last week, they only put up 384 yards of offense. Their defense gave up 453. Not really a winning strategy in the long term. They were able to force one turnover in that game, but defensively, they're really nothing special. Um, and especially as 17-point favorites, needing overtime to even win that game. Akron has not improved. Akron is the same Akron team we saw last year that was basically an automatic fade um, whenever you could get a decent line. And even at 34 and a half, a line that I don't love, admittingly, I hate betting spreads that are this high early in the college football season, but I am so high on this Michigan State team once again. Their pass defense, which struggled a little bit last year, looked better against Western Michigan. And I think it's just gonna be a team that is solid once again this year. I don't think Akron has any chance of keeping this one close. I don't even know if they're going to find the end zone based on what I saw against the FCS school last week. I'm taking Michigan State minus 34 and a half here against Akron. Now, in a similar vein to our last game, we got another strange matchup. We got Kansas taking on West Virginia. Kansas comes in this game, the 76th overall team in the hot tip at power rankings. West Virginia, the 55th overall team. And how often do we see Kansas go into a Big 12 game 
with the better record it can't happen too often i mean they get a win over tennessee tech last week a big 56 to 10 win to open the season don't fact check me on this but it probably is their biggest win in program history i would have to imagine but in all seriousness this kansas team has you know certainly looked better lance leopold getting extended through the 2027 season so obviously someone in the canvas athletic department has bought in to this football team west virginia on the other hand ends up losing 38 to 31 in their week one game against Pitt and even though I was on Pitt in that game I was impressed with a lot of the stuff that West Virginia was able to do in that game made a couple mistakes late ended up losing them the game um, but you know they were right there they were driving they had a potential to, to force overtime tie the game up maybe even win it if they went for two on that drive um, and a large part of that was because of JT Daniels yes he has some areas where he still needs to improve his game but overall outside of the pick six he had the offense moving um, and really created some major major plays for this West Virginia team Overall, they had a strong rush game as well, running for 190 yards, which is an area that they certainly struggled with last season. Up front, a lot of veterans on the offensive line, um, but one area that West Virginia does need to improve is on that offensive line. Meaning they were last in the Big 12 last season in sacks. They gave up three in that week one game, but if they can improve that, look better here against Kansas, I do have high hopes for what this West Virginia team could do. Um, Kansas, on the other hand, well, you know, they were able to move the ball a little bit. Um, obviously, we're able to move the ball a little bit. They put up 55 points um, Jalen Daniels at quarterback led them with 189 yards and a touchdown um, they did a pretty good job running the ball 297 yards rushing um, but they did turn the ball over three times on the offense didn't matter much against Tennessee Tech but if they do the same thing here against West Virginia it'll certainly put them out of reach um, of this game I'm a little bit concerned with how this Kansas defense is going to stack up here against the Big 12 team and you know it's a West Virginia team that I wasn't super high on going into that pick game. And even though they lost and barely covered, um, I am pretty high on them here going into this one. I think West Virginia bounces back, especially at home. I think they're able to get over this Kansas team. Um, and I think they're able to cover this spread pretty easily. So I'm taking the West Virginia minus 13 and a half here against Kansas. Now we close Saturday out with a game on the West Coast. USC taking on Stanford. USC comes into this game as the 46th overall team in the hot tip at power rankings. Stanford is the 69th overall team. Both these teams come off of big week one wins. USC is able to get the 66 to 14 win over Rice. Stanford gets the 41 to 10 win um, over Colgate. And, you know, Lincoln Riley really comes into this USC program and shows off that high power offense right away. Obviously, Caleb Williams comes in with him, passed for 249 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Overall, USC did a really good job moving the ball with 538 yards of total offense. And a large part of that, um, or at least scoring wise, was because of Pitt transfer Jordan Addison coming in at wide receiver. You know, an absolute stud for Kenny Pickett last year and seems to have picked up right where he left off 54 yards and two touchdowns for him in that week one game and really for usc going into this matchup they gotta show off that high power offense they gotta you know play a fast high pace game um, and really just have an offense that is unpredictable because stanford on the other hand is kind of a little bit of a slower offense i mean tanner mckee did pass for 308 yards and two touchdowns so they do have some sort of a passing game but they're really going to be run heavy and i think they're going to need to focus on the run to get past usc in this game ej smith was a star in that first one with 118 yards and two touchdowns um, and like i said a very 
very heavy offensive run team. Um, but overall, both these teams are solid on the offensive side of things. I think Stanford, though, is really going to struggle defensively to slow down the USC offense. I don't think they're going to have really any answer for Caleb Williams. I think it's going to be a very, very hard task for Stanford to be able to pressure him. And, you know, when it comes to this USC team, if they can avoid, you know, untimely turnovers if their defense can show up and make stops when they need it i don't think they should have any problem getting through this spread which is a little bit puzzling to me i'm not sure why usc is minus seven and a half the public certainly agrees with me i mean like 90 percent of the money is on usc here in this game but you know in my opinion lincoln riley is proving um and it'll, it's yet to be seen don't get me wrong a win over rice certainly proves nothing um but he's trying to prove at least that it doesn't take four years to build a team. You can build that roster that you want in a year, two years, um, and really, you know, make up a team and have a good team. I get it. This is a trap game. You should avoid USC like the plague. But I love it. I absolutely love it in this game. I'm going to fall right into the trap. I know Stanford's on the upswing, but USC is just a rocket ship that could crash and burn. But I think they're going to the moon. I'm taking USC minus seven and a half here against Stanford. Now that is it for Saturday's college football show. If you want to see more sports betting action for everything going on this week and this weekend, head over to hottipbest.com. Of course, we got college football and NFL picks for every day. We got games coming up this weekend. Got MLB and horse racing picks posted up on the website every single day. And we got a USC paper, UFC, USC, UFC. Got myself all mixed up. A UFC pay-per-view going on Saturday. So lots of stuff to bet on this weekend. Make sure you check all of that out. Also, follow the Hot Tippets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, so you don't miss out on any of the computer model picks over there. Follow my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, so you don't miss out on any of the content that I'm posting. Also, follow me on Betstamp so you can get early access and notifications every single time I place a bet. And you're going to want to make sure you're following there this weekend. I'll definitely be adding a few picks for this college football Saturday. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for this weekend. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.